What is going on, guys? Welcome to News with Block. It is the 2nd of December 2021, and most importantly, it is the day before my birthday. So don't worry, I'll provide my BTC wallet address at the end of the video so you can all send your Bitcoin to me. I only accept one Bitcoin at a time, none of these sats business. Anyway, laughs and lols and jokes aside, we have got a hell of a lot of news to get through today. So let's jump straight into it, guys. And first of all, as always, this video is brought to you by the next gen smart trade platform, Mizar. It has been launched in December, so make sure you sign up for the pre-release now at www.mizar.ai. And what are you going to get from this? Well, it's got copy trading, it's got DCA bots, it's got smart trades, it's got some insanely cool functions on there from like auto trading, safety shift orders, so you can set your safety orders where you want as opposed to having to stick to fixed coefficients and a whole bunch more features. But of course, you can only find out about these and you can only use these by signing up and get on there at www.mizar.ai. It's gonna be launching soon and it's gonna change the face of trading. But let's have a look at, first of all, what's going on in the world of crypto, what's moving, what's shaking, and the top 10 crypto movers and shakes at the moment in number one is Bitcoin that has given everybody a little bit of a scare over the past 24. Is currently uh, currently moving at fifty six thousand four hundred forty eight forty nine cents, and in the past twenty four, we've seen a three point three six percent drop, and in the past seven days, it's dropped three point nine two percent. Still maintaining above one trillion dollars at one trillion and sixty five, and just the sixty five billion thrown in there as well. In number two is Ethereum at four thousand five hundred eighteen dollars. It has fallen fallen three point seven three percent today, but it's still on the up at 1.25% over the past seven. In third place is Binance Coin, which has fallen 4% down to $619.98, and it is down on the week at 2.03%. Still sitting at 103 billion, it is still holding number three strongly. Strongly, as coins do. Anyway, in number fourth is USDT, in number five is Sol, number sixth is ADA, in number seven is XRP, no major change on that. USDC still claims number eight, and number nine is DOT, and number 10 is still Doge, so no changes there. Let's, been, let's see what's been going on in the more macro news and the world of Bitcoin as well. So most recently, this has been coming to light, and on the 8th of December, we're gonna see some quite exciting movements within the whole, you know, committees coming together to really tackle a lot of these uh, regulatory issues or at least shine a spotlight on them with some of these big figureheads of different exchanges uh, all coming together to present themselves in front of, um, you know, the more regulatory bodies. So top crypto execs to testify before House Committee regarding crypto financial in innovation. And in brief, several top executives of cryptocurrency related companies are expected to testify before the House Financial Services Committee on the 8th of December. According to the title of the hearing, its purpose is to understand the challenge and benefits of financial innovation with regards to digital assets. Committee Chair Maxine Waters emphasized ensuring there is accountability of large financial institutions and emerging tech products and services. So this is worth putting in your diary for the 8th of December as a lot can be learned from this certainly by the bodies that are they're being presented to you know that it's, it's all about understanding the innovation and the purpose of why crypto is going to be so important so at the top of the list of those summoned to make an appearance is sam bankman fried ceo of crypto exchange ftx 
Since finding the exchange in 2019, the 29-year-old's profile has risen dramatically. Inking promotion deals with the likes of NFL legend Tom Brady, he is also reputed to be the wealthiest crypto billionaire, having amassed a fortune of 22 billion, which he has pledged to charity. What a guy, right? Another high-profile name expected to speak is Brian Brooks, who briefly CEO of the US arm of Binance earlier this year, after serving as the Trump administration's acting controller of the currency of the currency. Brooks now runs crypto miner Bitfury Group <laughs> Limited. Bitfury, honestly, I absolutely love that name. I'm so jealous of that company name. The biggest crypto exchange in the US will also be represented by Coinbase CFO Alessia Haas. So some real big hitters there, guys. Make sure you've got the 8th of December in your diaries and follow that probably on Twitter. And I'm sure it's going to be covered by a lot of your, you know, usual suspects, Cointelegraph, Decrypt. So be on there. I know I'm certainly going to be picking apart everything from it uh, come the 8th of December, hopefully, if not 9th of December. So make sure you check it out on uh, News with Block and we'll see what we get from it. Hopefully it's all positive and they accept it and embrace it and cryptocurrency is now the new dollar and Jerome Powell can go sit on the bench. But next up, this is huge news to be quite honest, but also very expected news. Let's face it. Facebook parent Meta reverses crypto ad ban. I mean, you know, they'll be pretty much... Um, cuffed to a sinking ship if they didn't in this case considering the direction that they're going in meta i mean clue is in the title guys if they weren't allowing cryptocurrency focused adverts um it's going to be pretty tricky for them they'll be literally like i said cutting their nose off to spite their face and considering that facebook or meta um primarily takes all of their income basically from advertisements these days it would be hugely hugely um opposing to their money-taking strategies uh, to not allow it. So Facebook initially banned crypto ads in the January 2018 as a digital asset market imploded after the ICO bubble popped. And essentially everybody FOMO'd in stupidly into very many different ICO coins. And that's where crypto kind of got its initial bad rap from. So as regulators provide more clarity on digital assets and licensure expands, Facebook once again is embracing this market. Now, Facebook's DM stablecoin project has stalled, but Meta is the name implies is going all in on the Metaverse. So nothing new there. However, going forward, we will be moving away from the variety of signals to confirm eligibility and instead requiring one of these 27 licenses, Meta said in a blog post. This change will help make our policy more equitable and transparent and allow for a greater number of advertisers, including small businesses, to use our tools and grow their businesses. Now, quite funny when they say these small businesses, like at the end of the day, what they want is they want loads of investment into advertisement from these huge projects. Um, all of your, whether it's from Decentraland, Solana, Ethereum, whatever, they want all of the promotional promotional money and uh, balances to be going into Meta. Uh, and that's what they want at the end of the day. It's, it's in no way a nice, humble, oh, I believe in cryptocurrency, uh, move. In my opinion, this is purely fiscal based and all about getting that sweet, sweet, sweet marketing budget from all of these big companies. Anyway, I'm not complaining because it's news like this that will really, really pump uh, the price of Bitcoin, but also bring in a lot of new uh, blood into the world of cryptocurrency. And I'd say probably a more consumer and retail focused kind of blood. Um, in that Facebook is a little bit long in the tooth now. It's it's not very trendy anymore. You know, since the launch of Facebook, we've had Twitter, we've had YouTube, not necessarily YouTube, but we've had uh, Twitter come out, we've had Instagram come out, we've had TikTok come out, and 
like I said, it's, it's a bit prehistoric to be honest. So I'm just the obviously change to Meta to try and be a little bit more front running now. But it does also mean it comes with a bunch of, I guess, older, I guess, social media users um, and probably people who are not necessarily as exposed to crypto. So, you know, this is actually pretty good news. We're going to get a lot more um, not indoctrination, but, you know, a, a lot more kind of immersion into the world of crypto for a lot of these users and the exposure is just going to be awesome. So for one, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great. Um, any kind of mainstream adoption for crypto is good news in my opinion. What else we got? So this is literally just in. I'm recording at 1504 UTC and this came in at 1432 UTC. So I've not fully read it all through, but all I saw was a headline, India will not ban crypto report. 100% uh, going to go in this. So the initial kind of headline reads, India's plan to ban cryptocurrency has been scrapped according to a local report. The Indian government plans to regulate private cryptocurrencies instead of banning them. According to a report made by local media outlet NDTV that cites a cabinet note, this would be a big departure from the agenda India's much-awaited crypto bill that includes impossible imposing a blanket ban on cryptocurrencies of the likes of Bitcoin. The plan to prohibit, prohibit private coins was expected to met with strong opposition from India's cryptocurrency. The Securities and Exchange Board of India, SEBI, will be responsible for regulating crypto trading platforms. The government also has no plans to follow the example of El Salvador by making Bitcoin legal tender. The bill uses the term crypto assets to refer to cryptocurrencies to highlight that they will not be allowed as a means of payment. There will be a cutoff date for Indians to come under the exchange and report cryptocurrency holdings. Crypto exchanges that fail to comply with the new rules will face monetary penalties of up to 20 crore or $2.6 million. Their operators could also face up to one and a half years behind bars. The bill is likely to be cleared by the cabinet by the end of next week as per the report. While India is preparing for a paradigm shift on regulatory front, the country is far from welcoming crypto with open arms. According to a recent poll, almost 50% of Indians have zero trust in the novel asset class. So not too much news there. We kind of knew that um, it was more focused at privacy coins, but it is still great news that India is going to be going for it. And as that news dropped, we saw that Bitcoin actually saw a very, very strong candle. Because let's face it, over the past 24 hours, it's been a little bit shaky. Um, this is kind of part of, you know, partly to do with the S&P 500 taking a big dump yesterday just before market close. That caused a lot of um, no fear and uncertainty throughout uh, globally to be honest uh, we saw a lot of markets kind of crash instantly so we were all a little bit on edge we didn't really know what's going on however we've maintained this support around about $56,000 which we saw a lot of buys sitting there there's a lot of buys sat at 59k as well so we are very much in this ranging period which I'll be honest I'm not you know too unhappy about if we can get out of this um, downward movement with printing lower lows and lower highs and get more into a ranging periods um, to really build up that consolidation volume and this is this is the way guys that we are going to get to 100k <clears throat> we can't just do it in one straight line upwards as much as well as if whilst that would be fun if you're just holding bitcoin it's not great news for the rest of the alt market um, because we want you know these retraces to occur with Bitcoin in order for that money to filter down to BTC. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I'll be honest, like this re most recent candle with BTC has been pretty good. We have broken down on this small consolidation triangle, which is printed here, and it's looking kind of like a bear flag. 
I was expecting us to be heading down at some point to be testing the 55k region on this upper side of the descending wedge. Um, although whether we get there or not, we'll have to see what this candle does, whether it gets rejected at this lower side of this kind of symmetrical triangle. Um, it, it's an interesting one, to be honest. Like I said, I have a couple of key points here. If we go below 56K this time, I think we're gonna struggle to get straight back above and we might continue down to 55, maybe 54K. Um, on the flip side, if we start to get a back above these 20 DMAs and the 50 DMAs, which are currently sitting at around about 58,260, then things are going to look a little bit more bullish. Um, but most notably, I'm not particularly interested until we get above uh, about 59,300, primarily because there is a lot of sales sat around that 59K mark, a lot of resistance there. It has been rejected very hard from that region. Uh, several times so I'm not particularly interested in anything long on BTC until we get above that region again this is not financial advice this is all for entertainment purposes so if you want to buy buy if you don't want to buy don't buy I don't care this is not financial advice however you can only heed my warnings if you will it's a short-term outlook. Of course, all we're thinking is Bitcoin, according to Plan B's stock-to-flow model, which unfortunately it was actually the floor model that failed, but the stock-to-flow model is actually still bang, bang on. So we're gonna ev think everyone is kind of seeing how that's turning out, and a lot of people, Bitcoiners, uh, really do follow that as a bit of a Bible. Um, but it's one of those self-fulfilling prophecies. If so many people believe in it, then often, more often than not, then that actually comes true. You know, as we're talking, we're seeing a bit of rejection from this uh, region as well. So we'll see how it pans out um, tomorrow. But yep, general targets, like I said, uh, looked if it breaks down, then looking to about 54K potentially. Worst case scenario, probably about 51 to 52K. And then if we finally get above, then I have high hopes that we'll be just tracking straight on up to about 66K. Enough about Bitcoin, because I'm sure in the world of crypto, that is all we hear. First on the docket today, we have Ramp. Now, there's a, this is a Binance-focused um, promotion that they're doing, uh, and then we are not sponsored by Binance in any way. It'd be nice if we were, but and in Binance, of course, if you want to send us loads of your lovely BNB, please feel free to. However, we are not sponsored, so we're not promoting this for Binance, or are we sponsored by Ramp in any way? However, Ramp is a great project. You know, Ramp's one of those projects that is going to absolutely boom at some point. And what we're looking for is a bit of a fire starter, something to light that fuse. And uh, this could be potentially something of that nature. And it's all about kind of spreading that exposure and that kind of learning aspect to what Ramp is. And that's exactly what this um, this little competition is or quiz is. It's learn and trade Ramp. And you can win up to, there's up to 150K in rewards up for grabs. Obviously not all to one person. You can see a breakdown of, um, you know, the placements just down here. Obviously, no one's going to sneeze at 14k in ramp tokens voucher. Uh, so check it out, guys. You know, it's, it's all free. You've, well, I say it's all free. You've got to be trading at least 1,200 ramp in order to be eligible. Then you take the quiz. Or for reward number two, you've got to trade at least 10,000 ramp, uh, which all in all, I think is about $1,200 or 10,000 ramp at the current price, which is, you know, trading volume wise, not really a lot. It's like you, you don't have to be a millionaire to be achieving that or to be eligible for it. So check it out guys, but let's have a quick look at the actual chart itself and what we're doing. And I'll be completely honest, one of the reasons why I wanted to include this in here is like I said, you know, we're looking for that kind of spark, that fire starter in to get Ramp going. Because if I'm being honest right now, guys, Ramp has an insanely good chart. 
I mean, look at this consolidation phase that we're going through right here. It is just between, you know, 30 cents to 40 cents. It, we have not seen too much kind of outside of that. So this ranging and this consolidation that's going on is just waiting for a massive, massive, massive pump. And just check out the headroom that we've got here. It is just crazy from the all-time high we're up. We're still 321% from that all-time high. We're gonna be more conservative and we are just using Binance at the moment, which is what I do all my analysis on. So, you know, we, I guess we can have a look at more historical charts here. Um, but like I said, I just use Binance. It's the biggest exchange. It's what I do all my trading on. It's what I kind of uh, follow a lot. And I think what a lot of traders follow as well. So that's what I'm targeting. You know, love it or leave it, I don't care. Um, but anyway, we're looking at this headroom of up to 221% and we're in this consolidation zone. So what would my play be here? Well, as we are trading currently at 29 cents around about here. There we go. You want to be accumulating as far down as about 13 cents here, right at the all time low. As I always say, guys, you know, if we start to lose that last support or that last kind of viable support, then there are larger things at play. There are bigger kind of Bitcoin crashes. There is some huge market movement going on. So I would say, you know, get the hell out of Dodge for now. Just hold your breath, wait for it to resurface and, you know, to find that kind of floor. But we're looking at what and where we can be going from here. So let's have a look at some of the targets that we'll be looking at. Put this on there. Let's target the all time high. And then our first target would be you know, around about 47 cents. Uh, we can have a more conservative target set. I'll probably ignore that one. There, there. And our next target would be 68 cents. Our next target would be $1 on the nose, no brainer. And then of course, at our all time high. I have real no doubt that, you know, ramp is gonna start to track down some of these TPs uh, without question, just depends how long. Um, of course, bear that in mind, don't go all in right now. Uh, you do, and it does track on down to uh, this all-time low. Whilst it doesn't look much on the chart, you could be 50% down, or alternatively, if you DCL well, you could be 50%, 25% better off. So think of it that way, guys. Okay, now we got a bit of bullish, sorry, the opposite of bullish. What's the opposite of bullish? Bearish news, <coughs> excuse me. So the opposite of bearish news, bullish news, we'll get there eventually, guys. I do know words, trust me. I promise. I'm, you know, I have this quintessential English accent, which means I know words. Unfortunately, they just don't come out in the right order. But anyway, we're looking at some bearish news here. In a DeFi protocol, BadgerDAO exploited for 120 million in front-end attacks. And I don't mean to kind of have a laugh or a smirk at that, but you know, these are these kind of attacks at the moment are just they seem kind of weekly, every week, and then for no small amounts, this is $120 million. Def you know, DeFi protocol by Jadal was exploited earlier today for $120 million. It appears that its front end was compromised and users were tricked into making unwanted transactions. Hell of a lot of unwanted transactions there. So Badger has received reports of unauthorized withdrawals of users' funds. As Badger engineers investigate this, all smart contracts have been paused to prevent further withdrawals. BadgerDAO tweeted today confirming the exploit. Not ideal. Now this is one that we're gonna highlight. One user had around 900 Bitcoins at about 50.8 million worth of tokens stolen in a single transaction. Another lost 55 million worth of tokens in one go. Absolutely devastating. Oh, oh well, 
oh well for hopefully hopefully it is one of those uh white hack kind of hackers that are just proving a big hole in the system and they're going to turn around and be like hey guys don't worry about it we got your back now just you know employers part of the badger we'll help you out although sadly it doesn't always happen like the polygon hack happened and you know i think worst case scenario we might not they might not see any of that those funds returned but as you can imagine, we'll have a quick look at the chart. It has completely destroyed the current price movement. Given with a bit of uncertainty in the market and BTC's current movement, that kind of caused a bit of a 20, or a wholly, uh, 23, 25% dump. Um, we are seeing a bit of an ABCD harmonic pattern printing there. Would I be going in on this coin? Uh, right now, no. I mean, I kind of feel like with these hacks, it's always good to have a bit of resolve, a bit of confirmation that there's an end to it, that whatever has caused the problem has been openly um, solved. Like I said, that plug hole has been blocked because right now we could go in and we could be a little bit like, hey, you know, let's buy the dip. Let's get in there, guys. We're seeing a nice uh, bit of a doji, not doji candle, but uh, I think that's a morning star. Don't know my candles ever so well, but we're seeing a great big wick there, which would kind of indicate some sort of bullish bounce potentially. Um, that to me is not enough to confirm. I mean, we're not really even sat on a very decent support, whether it be long-term. We're kind of in this middle ground of liquidity from way back here. So yes, I think it could still track down a bunch more, potentially down to you know, another 20%. So for me, I wouldn't really be touching Badger with a barge pole. Um, let's just give that a bit of a uh, breathing space and come back to it when it starts to find a bit of stability. Now let's take a little look at what CZ is up to. Now they have, Binance has been trying to get um, confirmed as a, an exchange within Singapore for quite some time. And Singapore is historically, or well, in the very tiny, tiny historical time of cryptocurrency being around, very pro crypto however they do like a lot of control so it is a bit of swings and roundabouts there and binance have been waiting for quite some time in order to get this uh, over the line but breaking binance singapore to reportedly withdraw its permit application now what this is saying to me is as great as it is to have the exchange running in binance in singapore i beg your pardon is also, you know, from an exchange point of view, Binance is huge, you know, like Binance is 10 times bigger than the nearest competitor. So they're at a point where they're being welcomed into many different countries, looking to set up their headquarters, potentially in France um, or, you know, in Ireland, and they're doing well, you know, and do they need to be kind of hanging on Singapore to accept them? You know, it should really be the other way around, which ultimately it will be at some point. They should be asking them to come. And I have no doubts that um, since all those regulatory abroad exchanges went through, uh, how many months ago was it? When nobody wanted Binance in the country? Like five months ago when Binance was just having real trouble, like getting, um, being allowed to trade in any, in any countries to withdraw people to withdraw money, banks to accept them. I think it's uh, still a couple of banks in the UK that are refusing, not allowing you to send money to the the wallets. I mean, how absolutely stupid is that? So I've never seen more kind of abuse of power in my life than that. So they're essentially, what happens if it was a car and they say, oh no, we, we're not too sure about the safety of that. We're not gonna allow you to buy a Tesla, but hey, we will allow you to buy a Polestar or whatever, or vice versa. It's kind of like, I don't want you to tell me how I can spend my money. 
if I want to go 100x or 1,000x on a YOLO coin, then you let me. You let me do that. You let me kind of wax my money wherever I want to. But yeah, you know, sorry, a bit of a rant over there. But as you can tell, it's, it's, it is a bit frustrating um, when banks feel they can do that. So I feel you, CZ, you know, if, if they're kind of dragging their heels with this whole regulation, then go to one of the many countries that will accept you. I am a big Binance supporter. I quite like them. They've never done me wrong. Um, I suppose at the first kind of wallet hack or whatever. Um, and then I'm going to hate them and then I'll be all about FTX or whatever. But until then, Binance till I die. Um, next up on Binance, actually. So Binance Smart Chain activates real-time BNB burning mechanism. So this is super great. I mean, BNB is already doing great things with having the BSC network up and running, very nice cheap fees, um, huge exchange behind it. You know, this BNB token isn't going to go anywhere. It's got some great kind of reductions in you hold. You know, you don't really have to hold too many, to be honest, to start to get your VIP levels up. Uh, well, at the moment you do. I mean, with the price, I don't think they they really need to kind of figure that out, kind of lower the actual requirements of BNB tokens versus how much it's worth at the moment. No fault of their own. You know, the value of the tokens has gone up through a lot of burning mechanisms, but this burning mechanism, um, which is Binance Smart Chain BSC, recently activated BEP95, which integrates a real-time burning mechanism into a tokenomic structure. From now on, a fixed ratio of gas fees collected by BSC validators will be burned in each block. So this is not a million miles away from what Ethereum's doing at the moment. Um, there are a few different differences. There are a few different differences. So that's, that means there's a lot of differences. Um, but there's a few differences. Um, so while implementing this BEP might decrease the total amount of BNB that validators and delegators receive from staking, the fiat denominated value of their rewards may increase. Claim Binance, this burning mechanism would further reduce BNB supply, thus increasing the demand would drive the BNB value higher. This is what we want to hear, guys. This is what we want to know about when we're looking at holding any tokens, that deflationary aspect to anything, increasing the demand for it all. Uh, this is like a hodler's dream. If, you're, if you've bought BNB at a good price, um, then no-brainer. Just hold, hold, hold. Um, it's only, only going up. I mean, we are, what, right now about... 11% off the all-time high, and I think BNB is just going to go and go and go and go. I believe we're going to be getting to like similar price brackets. As, I think we're easily going to 5x with BNB. We're sat at 100 billion market cap for it, which I think is hugely undervalued. Uh, I just think if, if it's when they can start to find more use cases scenarios for it, which they will, um, I believe that this is just going to go you know, parabolic. Um, so, bear that in mind, again, not financial advice, uh, it's one of those tokens, or sorry, one of those charts at the moment, when I wouldn't really be looking at it too much, because we're so near to the all-time high at the moment, uh, that it's just not very, very uh, kind of, oh, my charts are going very slow, one of these many screens must be slowing it down, or indicators. But, you know, taking a look at this, you have a huge, huge amount of uh, accumulation that you can do. So anywhere down to 250, I mean, I would dream for um, even lower, actually, down to 200, I'd say would be anything below 200, then something seriously wrong is happening, occurring, you know. Um, <clears throat> but from here, I would say anywhere down to more realistically, Around about 475 would be an excellent, 480 would be an excellent place to be picking up BNB at its lowest. I don't see it kind of dropping too much below that. Uh, certainly if we're on the cusp of a big bull cycle, 
I think we're going to be looking at the next big leg up of where BNB is going to be going. Uh, conservatively, I would say $1,000. You know, that's a bit of a no-brainer for me. That's where I'd be taking a lot of my profit uh, for BNB, if not most of it. I know I said it's 5x in, but I'm not, it's not going to 5x, you know, I think until the next bull cycle or even the one afterwards <clears throat> when crypto is in a more truly global, globally established mainstream adoption. You know, even from there, that's 60% up. Just make sure you get your accumulation zones down um, and set your buy orders now. If we see any major crashes, then it's worth picking up as much BNB as low as you can in the dips. Anyway, BNB, it rocks, get it. Next up, the competitor, as I mentioned. <clears throat> Vitalik Buterin puts forward EIP4488. Uh, the proposal is meant to offer a short-term solution to the problem of high layer two gas fees. <clears throat> Uh, don't think a day goes by uh, running block party trading where we don't hear about Ethereum gas fees. So hopefully this will, if anything, uh, be a bit of a solution for my sanity. Uh, but of course, you know, it's always great to not be paying more in gas fees than you are for the actual transaction, which we see and hear about so much. Um, but Vitalik Buterin has co-authored a new Ethereum improvement proposal, EIP4488, that seeks to reduce cost the gas cost of Layer 2 scaling solutions. The proposal emphasizes the importance of Layer 2 roll-ups but also acknowledges their imperfections. If implemented, the proposal could dramatically decrease layer two gas fees in the very near future. Brilliant, I'll believe it when I see it. You know, near future for us with Ethereum uh, could be as long as a year. Um, but okay, great, you know, I, I openly embrace any kind of progress and certainly reduction in gas fees that we'll see. If you have a look at what and how it may have affected the price, well, Unsurprisingly, we have seen a bit of a pump over the past two, three days of around about 15%. Uh, this has worked in kind of confluence with Bitcoin, no brainer there. But similar to BNB, we are so close to the all time high, we're like 5.3% off it. Uh, so, you know, bear that in mind, guys. Don't go barreling in on Ethereum just yet. Um, and if you do, make sure you practice a good dollar costing strategy. Uh, and as I say, you know, you, there is always, always, always room to accumulate. Never spend all of your money on one order. Um, I say that because I know that, you know, I have been burnt many times before, as sure as I have been many of these orders. Um, you know, don't, don't fall victim to that. However, what would I suggest? Well, I think you can start to accumulate now, which for sure, uh, but just not high, like down to around about 4K. If I'm being honest with because we see quite a nice bit of support just here you know a lot of a nice kind of resistance flip to support there anything below that then I'd hold my breath a little bit and probably look to keep my eye on this 200 DMA if we lose to lose the 200 DMA here then that's pretty bad news all around but it does look like we're kind of getting into a bit more of a uh, stronger liquidity less high liquidity area so we can see a bit more support around here so Okay, I'll readjust that down to about three and a half K is where my accumulation zone would be from here. Uh, what are my targets? Um, well, probably about seven and a half K. I know I'm kind of just throwing that around, but we're currently set at around about 500 billion um, market cap for Ethereum. Do I see it kind of going up or to a, a trillion? Probably not yet, no, because that's, you know, that's Bitcoin level. Maybe not until next bull cycle. You know, we need to be probably progressing more towards a six billion dollar, six trillion dollar market cap for crypto all round in order to see those figures. But could I see it rise by like 
what are we on 62%, 50% market cap? Yeah, for sure, you know? I think, um, I think that's very, very achievable for this coming bull cycle. So keep your eyes peeled on that. And certainly if we see this actual kind of fee reduction implemented, implemented soon, and we see a lot of people starting to use Ethereum alongside Solana, I don't think Solana's going anywhere. In fact, we'll have a look at that now. Uh, so Solis raises 4.36 million to build the first cross-platform VR metaverse and Solana. Solis is thrilled to announce that its seed round of funding has officially closed. The investment was led by three Arrows Capital, Animoca Brands and Defines Capital. Now we're not going to deep dive too much into this article because it's just more kind of metaverse noise, but that's exactly why I'm referencing this article here on News of Block is because it is metaverse noise. Now, anything with metaverse mentioned is always kind of very, very pumpy, pumpy for any project. Solana is pretty massive at the moment. It's quite small, small beans comparatively at 4.36 million, but it is still something to take note of that, meta, you know, this is a first of something, first cross-platform VR metaverse on Solana, uh, which means that there's a very, very quick, scalable potential evolution from that step. Um, this is what I did want to reference though. Solana's energy use report in November, 2021 is so cool, right? So. A single Solana transaction will use 1,837 jewels, whereas a single Google search is 1,080, which means that about one and a half, let's, let's say two, okay, so two Google searches is the same as a Solana transaction. Put that into perspective, one Ethereum transaction is 692 billion jewels, and one Bitcoin transaction is 6.9, let's say 7 trillion jewels. Um, assuming that me reading all those comments is correct. I mean, come on. Like in a world where energy uses, energy usage and is so focused on not by you know general public, but also by these hedge fund investors, it's so important. I can't stress that enough. If they're going to be holding uh, these different assets, they want the most green assets. And because this is what uh, people investing in these uh, institutions want. So. You know, heed my, heed my warning here that this is more important uh, than is letting on. But what's it doing? I mean, Solana is, you should be buying the dip regardless of whatever happens in Solana. Solana is going up. This is going to be a coin of the future. This is the, the next big one. This is a very, very kind of realistic ETH killer. Um, I don't really need to draw too much else on here from my last analysis. We don't want to buy up here we want to accumulate as it goes down this is the trajectory that i think we're going on if we're to move this over we're about bang on where we've seen the bounce um do i think it's going to shoot straight up to 300 from here no no not at all i think it's based on what bitcoin is going to do if we see a lot of um money flowing into bitcoin we're going to see a lot of uh, money flowing organically into solana ethereum xrp all those kind of big high caps <clears throat> without question ada hopefully uh, which we'll take a look at now. So anyway, guys, keep your eyes peeled on Solana. Cardano-based DEX announces date of testnet launch. So the Sunday swap, which we've finally been waiting for, has announced its testnet, which is coming out on December the 5th. So this is great, and we actually saw a bit of a nice little pump come from ADA, uh, which I think everybody's been a bit desperate for because it's just been so miserable since about the 8th of November. And we saw a good kind of a strong day uh, we're not through we're not out of the day yet but that's a big big candle for cardano um, and we're looking at 12 percent rise just on the last 24 alone 
So what could this mean? Well, I think guys, I think, I think, I think now might be a pretty good time to be accumulating. Cardano's great, you know, it is, it's always good. It's always gonna go back up. I have no doubts there, but <clears throat> you know, we probably thought the same when it was right back up here at $2.50, at $3, it was never gonna go down. It was just very lackluster after the launch of those smart contracts. But honestly, I, I think now could be a pretty good time to be buying in. Um, and it's it's a great potential, nice tight accumulation zone. Um, quite risk-free down here. You know, I'd accumulate from $1.68 now down to about $1 flat. And look at all this headroom. You know, I think we've spoken about this a few times before. Um, even just to the all-time high is 86%. I think we're going to blast through that at some point, potentially to $5. But, you know, in a conservative uh, estimate, I would be putting in my TPs a nice tight little one at $1.90. Or even, you know, push it to $2 if you want. We'll get out just before. I generally always get out before those big psychological barriers. We'll take profit for sure. Uh, and again, at $2.40. And then my next kind of TP would be actually sitting just a little bit below all-time high at around about $2.96. I certainly wouldn't be putting it at $3 or beyond because uh, I just think it's going to be a big retrace and a big opportunity to uh, buy the dip then. So yeah, Sunday swap, bring it on. Last but not least, um, <clears throat> I don't want to talk about Elon Musk anymore. I want to talk about the new king of crypto, which is Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg builds mansion inside sandbox metaverse. Baller! The Snoop Dogg, or his real name, Cosmo de Medici as he was known on Twitter as the kind of NFT kingpin. He has now built a virtual mansion inside the sandbox metaverse. I kind of, not only because I think Snoop Dogg's a bit of a dude uh, for what he's doing in crypto, NFTs, uh, whether it's his face or whatever. Um, he's, he's a bit of an OG, you know, he has a lot of respect within these communities and stuff like that. So if Snoop Dogg buys a mansion in the metaverse, what do you think the other rappers are gonna do? You know, if, if Snoop Dogg gets a cool Gucci NFT sweater, what do you think the other rappers are going to do? So we could get into this bit of a baller where, you know, Selling Sunset has all those real kind of high priced houses, whether they're, you know, 10, 20, 50 million dollars. And they seem to be getting snapped up. You know, the, the, the real estate in these kind of areas in LA are just, just going down and down and down and it's just less and less and less. But the, the money's not going down. You know, this money's still there to be buying this stuff and this property. So where is there unlimited property? Well, we're looking at the metaverse now, you know, we're seeing millions and millions and millions of dollars being dropped on it. Um, and what's interesting is people are like, no, this isn't insane. Like if you'd have if you'd have said that people are spending millions of dollars on real estate and virtual virtual real estate a year ago, people would have called you insane. The same as NFTs. And now this is a this is a thing. So like I said, you know, whilst there is a little bit of tongue-in-cheek to this, um, this is also actually potentially the start of a very big movement. So let's see what comes of it. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for following. This is a longer news with Block today uh, because there's a lot to cover. I want to tell you guys everything. I want to give you guys good positions, good potentials. Um, but you can give us a like and a subscribe and follow us and hit the notification as well. It really, really helps us drive up the views, uh, gets people following Block Party Trading. The more people that like us, the more we can give you. Uh, don't forget to follow my homeboy, Mr. Reggie George, Pro Trader, on his Twitch streams from Friday to Monday as well. And of course, guys, any questions, drop them down in the comments below. Oh, that's where I'll leave all the links to all of our stuff. As I always say, good things come to those who wait and great things come to those who hodl.